0: you know, it's so funny. I, in the first episode, talked about how I was drinking Harney and Sons hot cinnamon spice tea. And I have probably heard from more people about that tea, how much you love it. And I'm so glad that I could spread that because it is so good. All season long, I love to drink it. And today I'm drinking honey vanilla chamomile 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 uh from celestial seasoning so (laughs) thank you to all of the tea enthusiasts talking to me about tea (laughs) you are listening to the dear creative soul podcast we'll be covering a lot of issues on this podcast that face creatives artists and the creatively curious thank you so much for being here my name is Valerie McKeon and I am so happy you're here I wanted to share a few stories with you today from people that I've heard from that are very inspiring. It's amazing. So first of all, Amy Richards, you can find her on Instagram at garnishwithart. She is a hand lettering artist and she posted Earlier this week, and said, Okay, I'm going to do this before I'm ready. I'm going to do this scared. I listened to the first podcast by Valerie McKeon, and it was so brilliant and inspiring and has motivated me so much. So I'm going to launch my very first kids art workshop soon. Uh, she talks about how she's working on it and what, what all that workshop is going to entail. She says, even though I'm so nervous to actually do this, I'm so, so excited too. This is something I've wanted to do for ages. And of course, I want to do some lettering workshops for adults and maybe teens too, but one step at a time. What an inspiring thing to see, just taking that First step, doing it afraid, doing it imperfect. I am so happy for you, Amy. That is amazing. I also heard from Teresa Diolis, and she is at Teresa D-I-U-L-U-S, Teresa Diolis on Instagram. She is an advanced certified life coach and a culinary nutrition expert. She started a, a new podcast. It is called the Recipe for Calm podcast. I listened to her first two episodes. It was just so soothing and lovely, the sound of her voice. The concept is to give these practical tips for a recipe for calm in your life. And she ends each one with an actual recipe. Um, One was a recipe for breathing. One was a real recipe with ingredients that you'll definitely have to listen to because it sounds amazing. I wrote to her, congrats on the podcast, and she said that uh, your podcast last week is what made me finally do it. I've toyed around for years, and when I heard what you said last week, I decided to embrace the imperfect and just start. Your quote from Mr. Rogers in the episode today was perfect. I swear you're in my head and a good confidence boost. I've shared your podcast with several of my coaching friends. It really is like having tea with a friend and being encouraged. Love it so much. Thank you so much, Teresa. I love these big moves that are these steps that are scary, but you're doing them. I love hearing from all of you with these things. Please share your stories with me so that I can cheer you on and encourage you as we're all trying to do these things and try things out and do it messy and imperfect and afraid. Speaking of things we tell ourselves that maybe hold us back, have you ever wanted to try something or try a new creative endeavor and then you find yourself saying, but everybody else is doing it. There are so many people on Instagram and social media painting landscapes or watercoloring flowers or whatever it is, and you allow that to keep you stuck, afraid to try something new, letting it stop you. I've definitely said that to myself when it came to this podcast. I said, well, everybody has a podcast. And does the world really need another voice, another podcast on creativity? And I let it stop me. I don't want that to stop you just think about it. There are 8 billion people in this world. 8 billion. And what you bring to the table is something that nobody else can. And it's meant to reach somebody. Out of the 8 billion people in this world, you are meant to serve a group of those people with the beauty that you put out there from creating from your soul. It doesn't matter how many other people are in the same medium or working in the same field that you want to work in because what you are going to bring with your energy and your experience and your strengths, it is going to be unlike anybody else. And it's going to reach a section of those people in a way that nobody else could, even if there are already, let's say, millions of people doing what it is that you want to do. I am a huge fan of personality tests. I think it really started for me back in college One of the courses that I was taking as part of it, we all had to do the Myers-Briggs assessment. It blew my mind. It was was just so cool because I thought that it was so spot on. I am an INFP, by the way. If you're not familiar with Myers-Briggs, I definitely recommend checking it out. A few years ago, I really started getting into the Enneagram. If you're not familiar with the Enneagram, it has nine numbers that are associated to different personalities. This became another obsession. I just loved it. And a shout out to Typology Podcast too, which I, I just absolutely love all about interviewing people with different Enneagram numbers. Well, I am a four, actually a 4 wing three. One of the key markers of a four is our desire to be unique. <laughs> it's probably the maybe the biggest marker of being a four is just this deep desire for uniqueness, but we also want to be accepted and people pleasing and all of that. So it gets tricky. All of the numbers have their shadow sides and and their good sides that's another point, actually. It's our shadows and our maybe not so great qualities that are what give us our good qualities. Without those things, we might not be who we are. We might not have the, the good qualities about us. So we really should embrace all of it. Anyway, the Enneagram has been so helpful in identifying those things and thinking about, well, maybe that's that's keeping me a little bit stuck. And for an Enneagram 4, it's funny because you think that you're having all of these unique thoughts or unique experiences of life, and then you realize, well, I'm an Enneagram 4. <laughs> there are many people who are experiencing life through this lens. And with all the numbers, it's Down to nine numbers. You, we often think that our thoughts are just pervasive and so unique to us, but you find that so many people have these same experiences. They have these same thoughts and feelings. So we're very much alike in those ways. However, there's another personality test I guess or maybe it's not really even about personality but it's a strengths finder test. It's called the Clifton Strengths Finder. This was another really helpful one and you can find I believe there are 36 innate strengths that make up who you are and then you will have the a top 5 that they give you. So fascinating. I got really into this, and we even used this for our hiring process and and things like that. So I found a book, and I I actually have it here. I'm holding it. It's called The Strengths Based Marriage, which was a really great book on how to use the Clifton Strengths Finder in marriage, but all relationships really. And there was a part that just really blew me away. I have quoted this so many times on social media. They pose the question, well, doesn't everybody have these talents? How many other people in the world can do what I do? How many other people are just like me? Let's answer this by asking a question. How many people would you need to talk to in order to find one other person with the same five Klimt- Clifton's Strengths Finder results as you with the exact same talent sequence. Any guesses? <laughs> the answer is roughly. Are you ready for this? Thirty-three million. The world population is expected to exceed seven point four billion in two thousand and seventeen. And I just googled it before I did this episode because I said eight billion, and it was like about seven point eight billion. If you do the math, that means there are fewer than 225 people who have the same five talents in your sequence. What if we looked for one person with the same top six talents as you in the same order? There are barely enough people on the planet to find one person who shares your same top six. From here, statistically, it starts to get crazy. I feel like it already got crazy. (laughs) To find one person who has the same top eight talents in your order, the number is somewhere in the region of 700 billion people. You get the picture. You are incredibly unique, irreplaceably unique. And remember, too, that this is not all of who you are. Does that just blow your mind? When I read that, and it's been a couple years now, but I've gone back to it several times. And of course, my Enneagram for unique (laughs) heart loves hearing that. But seriously, what an incredible concept to think about. And that doesn't even touch the surface of your experiences, your background, your upbringing, your environment, the things that have happened to you, the traumas that you've lived through, the wonderful things that, that you've lived through, your opportunities, I mean, on and on and on and on, what makes you you. There are so many components to that. We can't even statistically put a number on that. And I think this is one of the reasons why I mentioned in the last episode, I love Mr. Rogers so much. I could do an entire podcast episode just on Mr. Rogers, and I probably will. (laughs) But him saying, you are special, that wasn't just a fluffy little thing to say to children. It is true, You are special. You have something within you that nobody can have. Nobody. And even if you are doing the exact same thing as somebody else, you're going to do it differently, just innately, because of of who you are. Over the summer, My husband, we we always love to read business development books and discovering new people. Mac discovered a man named Russell Brunson, who I was not familiar with, um, although he's very famous, and he invented ClickFunnels. And we were thinking about doing some funnels for some things in our business and Mac was really getting into him and he was being so excited, telling me, well, Russell's holding this challenge and he bought all of Russell's books and he's reading them and he's talking to me about them. And I was interested. (laughs) I was maybe not as overboard as he was, but I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, that's great. That makes sense. But it just kind of. Landed a little bit flat for me, even though I was excited for him. And then I find somebody else that I get really into. And so right now I've really been into Kathy Heller and the Kathy Heller podcast. And she just has this way of talking about life and business. And it has just been so inspiring to me. And it's funny because. I talk to Mac, we have these conversations and I say, well, Kathy said this and this and this. Isn't that so brilliant? And he says, well, Russell says that. (laughs) And there have been so many instances of that where I, I say, well, this person said this and this and this and this is such a great piece of business advice and I love that. And can you believe that? It blows my mind. And he says, well, yeah, you know, well, Russell said that too. Don't you remember in this part? And I say, no, I, I don't remember. There's something about the way Russell said it that hit his brain and it did not hit my brain that way. It it did not come in and it did not register. But the way that Kathy said it, even if the overarching concept was the same, it hit my brain. I got it. Due to her storytelling or who knows, an analogy that she made. Oh, that makes sense to me. That's brilliant. I get it. This proves the point. Even if you're saying the same thing, you're trying to even boiling it down to making the same point. One person is going to make that point in an entirely different way that is going to hit the ears of an entirely different audience and affect them in a way that the person on the other side, even if they're saying, making the same points and making brilliant points, it's just not going to hit those people in the same way. Your voice is needed the same goes for pieces of art. We could sit here and talk about, you know, how many, how many landscape painters are, are out there? How many embroidery artists or floral designers or anything is out there? But there's going to be something about the way you bring that art to life in your own unique style with your special touch with the energy that you're bringing, and that's going to change everything. When we're talking about creativity and bringing these things out of the depths of our being and the depths of our souls, we're talking about so much more than just something pretty it's not frivolous. It's not, oh, this is this is something pretty and, well, that's pretty over there too. So why would the world need this thing of mine that's pretty? No. There is something so much deeper at play and that means a lot. Beauty in this world to connect with somebody, to heal them, For a long time, when I would take business courses or things that I was involved in, it sometimes would get a little frustrating maybe because we say, well, what problem are you solving? Businesses solve a problem for their customers. And I used to feel like, what problem am I solving? Bare walls or it just seemed maybe, well, I'm not doing this important work as maybe a, a doctor would or somebody who is saving lives or something like that. But I've realized beauty in this world and putting that out into this world, that's what makes the world worth living. Art and beauty and magic and Yes, we need so many different types of people. And I am by no means diminishing what anybody does or what any profession does. But those pretty things, those things that maybe it's easy to talk down or, or diminish and say, oh, yeah, I, I just paint flowers. I You know, it's just pretty. It's just fun. I just paint flowers. It's easy to diminish that. But we shouldn't. That beauty can be healing. That beauty can connect to somebody in a way maybe nothing else can. And maybe it wasn't even just that it was flowers. It was your flowers because you put something into that of yourself that somebody else needed to see and connect with and really fall in love with. The thing about creativity too is that it expands we there's never a point that we reach enough creativity okay i'm I got this I'm in my own lane. This is my creativity i I think that that happens for some people, sure, but for a lot of people. We want to explore. We want to push those boundaries of of ourselves and expand. This makes me think about Snoop Dogg, actually. I, I am just in awe of him and his ability to put his creativity into so many different things. And how cool is it that we have this picture of a person who didn't just say, okay, I was this huge hip hop artist. That's my stamp on creativity. The end. I'm going home and that's it. No, he starts a winery and then he does the, uh, the mantras for children, which is just so cute and just continues to put out these expressions of creativity Because the thing about creativity is that it is expansive. The more that you put out there, the more that is collectively put out there, the more that there's going to be all around. It doesn't all of a sudden get dried up. Because a certain amount of people are doing one thing and that's all there is left. There can't be anything added to that. No, it's the opposite. The more there is, the more there's actually just this groundswell of of desire even for, for that thing and for that form of creativity. To give you an example... When I first started my art journey, it was with chalk art. I had mentioned that before. And at the time, there was nobody doing that. There wasn't hand lettering around the way that it was today. There wasn't really anybody doing chalkboards or anything like that. So it was something completely unique. Once that took off and it started being everywhere and my chalkboards were in stores, well, what naturally happened was there was more. There was more people doing chalkboards and hand lettering and you started to see it everywhere. But what it did, that didn't diminish me. That expanded me. That led me to writing a book about chalk lettering because there was interest in this subject, and it led to more licensing deals for me and for others who were doing something similar and also doing chalkboards. Nobody lost. The creativity just exponentially multiplied. I think it's very much human nature to have an idea of scarcity and have have the notion that we need to hold on to something so tightly nobody else can have this thing i have to hold on to this it's there's not enough to go around but it's just not true that's just a construct of our human nature i've really been trying to focus on especially in t- 2023 of the idea of abundance that there's enough for everybody. These things that we're talking about, like creativity and artistry and beauty, there is no way that there's scarcity in those things. And we just look to nature for an example of all of the flowers that are out there and the trees and just this magnificence of beauty that we see out there. And one flower is not comparing themselves to another flower or saying, well, I'm a peony and I wish I was a tulip or something like that. No, it is just abundant and beautiful. And there is room. There is room for an entire field of wildflowers. And there is room for you and the way that you create your art, the way that you express your creativity. So I love pastel art, soft pastel. And in pastel, there's mark making techniques. The coolest thing is that nobody else can make that mark exactly the same. Just like our handwriting, just like our fingerprints, it's all going to be different. There's all going to be an innate, unique spin on what you do. And just the more you do it, the more you'll sink into that that uniqueness. But there's room for you because there's room for everyone. I hope that gave you some encouragement today, wherever you are on your creative journey. And I'm going to leave you with this quote, do what you please follow your own star be original if you want to be and don't if you don't want to be just be natural and lighthearted and pretty and simple and overflowing and general and baroque and bare and austere and stylized and wild and daring and conservative and learn and learn and learn. Open your mind to every form of beauty. Constant Spry Thank you so much for being with me here today. I would be so honored if you enjoyed this podcast, if you would leave me a review. You can also DM me at Valerie McKeon on Instagram. I'd love to hear your stories, any takeaways that that you learned in this podcast. And if you feel that this would be helpful to somebody else or to a friend, I would love it if you would share it with them in hopes that it would encourage them as well. Thank you so much and I will see you next week. Bye.